Waffles and his mates talk about things. That's right, you're listening to Wham Tat. Now settle down, settle down, everybody. I know the holidays are upon us and that nobody wants to be sitting in a lecture hall. I also know that this is the lecture that a lot of you took this class to hear. Uh, but in order for me to get on with it, I need all of you to have a little bit of hush. You're not even meant to be in this class. I'd like to politely ask you to leave. Uh, okay. All right, everybody, settle down, settle down. Now, a lot of you don't believe me when I first tell you that the poetry of Clement Clark Moore, uh, specifically his poem, The Night Before Wafflemas, uh, otherwise known as A Visit from St. Nick, was a direct inspiration, if not, of course, a playbook for the South American revolutions. Uh, a lot of people think that that was hot garbage and nonsense. However, by the end of this lecture, we will have examined the uh, poem to quite a degree, as well as looking at the revolutions themselves, and I would be very hard-pressed to believe any of you would not at least have an inkling that potentially these poems and the revolutions might indeed be linked, if not a direct causal line. Yes, I know this is a controversial topic, but what is academia, if not controversy, discussed? Let's crack on with it. Uh, night before Wafflemas, and all through the house not a creature was stirring except for a mouse. Now a lot of analysis has gone into this line. Why was the mouse stirring and why was it never mentioned in the rest of the poem? What was that mouse doing? That mouse was of course a lot of people, a lot of people are in agreement that the mouse was indeed uh, a dog whistle for revolution. Uh, that the stirring of the mouse, that the mouse, of course, was stirring popular sentiment against the colonial masters in a lot of these South American countries, that the stirring, it's, uh, of course, that the mouse was doing was this stirring of public discontentment against St. Nicholas, a.k.a. the oppressor class. And St. Nicholas, of course, coming in on his sleigh and oppressing uh, the mouse, which is why, of course, no one else was stirring except for the revolutionaries. Let's go and get on with this. Of course, everybody was asleep. Of course, all the waffle irons, nice and hot, waiting for St. Nicholas to pour his batter on it. Yes, that was a double entendre. No, I will not explain for those of you who did not get it. Keep up. This is going to be a very fast-paced lecture. I have places to be. Let's go. So, uh, we've got the house all nice and ready. People ready for sleep. This is, of course, the greater population themselves sleeping on the idea of revolution, uh, of course, except for the mouse and our two uh, main protagonist, the man and the wife, of course, all the children asleep in their beds, dreaming of sugar plums, sugar plums being code, of course, for the gifts given by the oppressor class, just enough to placate the workers without, of course, giving them uh, anywhere near enough power to actually affect real change or control over their lives. Uh, of course, uh, just before they're about to go to sleep, uh, they hear, of course, the reindeer. Reindeer, of course, uh, being not from South America, uh, but 
became, of course, the symbol of revolution, especially Greg the Reindeer. Now, a lot of people will look at Greg and be like, now, Greg, of course, is not uh, a name of a popular waffle ingredient, as all the rest of them, flour and eggs and oil and and all that are. And so, of course, why was Greg there? Was he just a very uh, cunning ruse uh, to rhyme egg with Greg in order to make the poem make sense? Or was, of course, Greg uh, very much a reference to Greg Santos, uh, the dictator, uh, governor of Chile at the time, and, of course, the first... Uh, dictator overthrown in the coup. Now, of course, a lot of people like, well, the poem was written in 1823. The revolutions did not happen until a bit later after that. How could, of course, Clark Clement Moore have known uh, uh, that the dictator would be called Greg? Now, a lot of people have, uh, of course, dismissed this theory, but, of course, we don't... uh, look at the poem as uh, prescriptive we of course look at it as more of a generalized model and it just so happened that when there was a dictator called greg a lot of people looked at the poem and was of course well, of course this is uh, dictating that we should go to revolution this of course is very much symbolic of the idea that the time is ripe for revolution and we should get out of our beds and look at saint nicholas in his eyes uh, as he was, of course, coming down the chimney. Now, of course, the chimney uh, is not a usual method of entry to a home. Usually, I do not think it's controversial to say. People usually come in through doors or windows. Uh, and so, uh, St. Nicholas coming down the chimney is, of course, very, very strange. But this, of course, was how a lot of the revolutionaries would enter into houses of the governors and other such government officials appointed by the colonial officers themselves. Of course, all the doors and windows being locked and barred, but the chimneys were overlooked. And so, uh, of course, a lot of these smaller revolutionaries, uh, particularly uh, the mice-sized ones, if I would be to bring back that reference, would, of course, scurry down the chimneys uh, in order to gain access to the revolutionary aims of getting into the houses and assassinating said popular leaders. This was, of course, until the chimneys themselves were bricked off into, uh, of course, deny access. Uh, however, this backfired on a lot of them as they later died of smoke inhalation with the smoke from their fires not having anywhere to go with the chimneys being sealed off. So either way, uh, the revolutionaries scored a win on that one. So St. Nicholas coming down the chimney has often been uh, described as this reference uh, to the fact that chimneys uh, are where houses are most vulnerable and the revolutionaries then exploited this fact for their own means. Now, St. Nick himself, the description is a jolly old elf, of course, elves uh, being from the Tolkien literature as these very tall, slender figures, often immortal. This is, of course, a reference to as a lot of people would see the colonial officers themselves as uh, being all-powerful and untoppable, that the... uh, the colonization of the countries was seen as being forever, uh, that uh, there was uh, nothing that the revolutionaries could do in order to topple the revolution, uh, in order to topple the colonial masters in a revolution. Uh, I do apologize for that slip up. That 
And so the reference of Santa Claus, uh, St. Nicholas, being an elf very much is this idea of immortality and imposing power. The bowl full of jelly uh, was, of course, a reference to Jalaconite, a popular explosive used in the mining in South America, especially the silver mines that were, of course, a great source of exploitation uh, and, of course, the depriving of wealth from the populace of these countries and shipped back into Europe, particularly Spain and with the Spanish silver mines in the uh, northern countries themselves and so a lot of the mine workers had access to these explosives and training in how to use it and of course then uh, when the guards got wise to the fact that chimneys were being used to enter and assassinate uh, colonial ministers uh, Jellic Knight then was uh, smuggled out of the mines and used to great effect especially against government buildings themselves as well as of course uh, improvised explosive devices being used uh, in order to sow chaos especially when uh, a lot of the revolutionaries would seize uh, government buildings specifically police officers uh, police stations uh, in order to uh, take the weapons uh, jellic knight was often thrown through the windows of uh, businesses uh, in order to scatter the police leaving their armories unprotected which the revolutionaries would then gain access to taking weapons and thus arming themselves so the ball full of jelly uh, that Sandra is described uh, as having is of course seen as the revolutionaries using uh, the weapons that uh, the colonial uh, officers bought with them against them uh, so using the might of Santa Claus against himself, of course, the little wink uh, and sly touch of the nose as he comes back up the chimney, uh, of course, is seen as the forcing of the colonial officers into retreat as the revolution takes hold and, uh, of course, brings about change with, uh, of course, the dismissal of Santa Claus as he uh, retreats out of the house. And, of course, if we take the house as to meaning the the country uh, or, or whatever, the, the landmass uh, that the revolution was taking place in, and, of course, we see Santa uh, first coming in with his, his reindeer in terms of first colonizing uh, the house itself and then being forced to retreat uh, with uh, the rejection of the message of, of Santa Claus uh, in order to then have the people retake the house uh, itself, but not without, uh, of course, this faux sentiment of merry wafflemas to all and to all a good night as, as Santa leaves, which of course means that the relationship between those previously colonized and the colonizers, uh, of course, was not at an end. This is, of course... Uh, a lot of the revolutionaries overlooked the missionaries uh, that were sent in and the religious aspect with, of course, uh, Waffenalia, uh, now known as Wafflemas, being already established in a lot of these countries and was a way that, uh, through especially the waffle trade, uh, that a lot of these colonial powers could still influence and still, uh, even though their, their powers were greatly diminished, they were not, of course, completely erased. Uh, and so... We see that uh, the night before Wafflemas, the uh, the the poem itself, a visit from Saint Nicholas, very much is a playbook on how to perform a a revolution 
Of course, a lot of this was not even talking about the waffles themselves. Of course, the slave full of batter uh, being a code for the, the military force. Uh, and the war, uh, the hot irons in in the uh, in in the house that have already been pre warmed, showing of of course the conflict uh, that colonization comes with it, and the batter being poured over the irons, and the conflict therefore of the the cooking of the two together is, is symbolizing, of course, the conflict uh, that the colonializers bring with them uh, when they of course first taking over the, the country and wafflemas of course being meant to to be a holiday about the the bringing of gifts and the uh, the bringing of families together being uh, subverted in this way to being instead of uh, this very generous holiday uh, all about giving it becomes this uh, conflict of of taking of somebody coming in and exploiting and taking and the taking back of that power that was originally stolen in the first place and so this poem itself is rife with metaphor is rife with references uh, that of course uh, is very undeniable uh, of course this was only a surface reading of it not of course looking at a lot of the other analysis that has been done throughout the years this is of course your task uh for your uh, final semester grade this is of course is the essay which is worth 25 percent of the total score which you will be getting for this class that you yourself will uh, be looking at this point and whether you agree or disagree with it uh, of course this lecture has been recorded so you can listen back to a lot of the points being made as well as referencing the reading material that you have been given of course looking at the uh, cultural influences of the poem itself the history that was looked upon in the creation of the poem of course the life of uh, Clement Moore as he wrote the poem and the controversy therein as well of course looking at of course the great fire of New York that a lot of people blame this poem on itself as people left their waffle irons on overnight that of course did lead to great catastrophe and calamity uh the irony there being that this poem was originally on its surface meant to, to be uh, a poem just about uh, the entertaining of children uh, and that was this meant to be this whimsical poem about saint nicholas coming into the house and filling waffle irons with batter as a a waffleist tradition which of course has led to so much violence and bloodshed and catastrophe and disaster over the years uh so there this is very rich soil for which your essays can be written uh you do have until the end of the semester to get those in uh, of course a lot of you i know have already started on them and that is good uh any uh, any advice that you need, any questions, I am, of course, available in my office. Uh, now, of course, uh, you're all dismissed for the day. Uh, I have a, an office staff party to get to uh, where we will be sharing a few waffles under the mistletoe. Uh, so I will, of course, see you all next year when lectures will uh, continue. But I do look forward to reading those essays, which I do expect on my desk of course remember 10% will be taken off for every day that it is late uh, I of course am not unkind and extensions will be granted under extraneous circumstances with that being said you're all dismissed Goodbye.